Welcome to the first podcast of 2023. I'm KJ Pilcher alongside Dick Briggs with our first pinning combination of the new year. Coach, did you have a good holidays? We did. We had uh, both the kids are back. Uh, uh, Lauren from UNI and then Kyle from, from uh, North Carolina. So that was fun and uh, got a lot done. Now I get, I will say though this though poor Lauren had to, her tonsils out so she's been she was ailing a bit. So. Oh, that, that kind of stinks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but good uh, good times had even though a uh, little bit of a lull in competition and and stuff. But there there was some things uh, that kind of went on, um, you know, on the college front. Not so much on the prep side, but. We can take a look ahead and uh, when that comes around. Well, let's uh, let's shift gears to the high school uh, level. Not not really a lot to um, not really a lot to kind of digest here since they've been off since uh, uh, before the holidays, before Christmas. Um, but uh, get, I mean, we ju- jump right into the hopper. We've already had, I, I guess, a couple duels and competitions early in this first week of January, coming back from break. Um, you know, uh, the biggest one that kind of stands out last night at Lisbon, where uh, Wilton uh, came away with two big wins over Mount Vernon and Lisbon. Uh, Mount Vernon beat Lisbon as well, going one and one, but. Uh, like you said, what was the last time you saw Lisbon go 0-2 uh, in duels in their their home gym? Yeah. Uh, that was a high-powered uh, triangular uh, that I understand it lasted almost till 11 o'clock at night. That's kind of not so fun. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, yeah, geez. Yeah. So Mount, I, if I'm let me see if I'm remembering this right. I think Lisbon's ranked number three in in 1A. Vernon's uh-huh. ranked number four in 2A, and Wilton is ranked number five in 1A, but Wilton beat both of them pretty handily, actually. Yeah. And uh, so interesting things. So and I think that's in the coaches' rankings, if I remember right. So the coaches, again, they'll have more to go by now, but do it right, coaches. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And hats off to Wilton. Like you said, I think – he beat uh, Mount Vernon 42-30. I think they uh, a little bit uh, bigger of a gap with uh, Lisbon. And I think Liz- Mount Vernon might have beaten Lisbon by 12 or 15. Actually, actually, it was the same, it was the same spread. So oh, okay. 42-30 over Mount Vernon and 45-33 over Lisbon. And then oh, Mount- okay. Mount Vernon beat Lisbon 55 to 12. So that, that was the kind of the surprise. Oh, really? But it was so big there, yeah. Hmm. So I guess I, I think I might have misread uh, some of the results. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's a little surprising. But um, one of the things that uh, – well, let's, let's talk about some of those things coming up here, uh, especially this first week. I mean – you know, I know for for us uh, personally, we're going to be at Linmar uh, tomorrow. Well, this Thursday, uh, the first Thursday of the 
the fifth. Um, for the City High uh, Linmar duel, um, that's one I think kind of had circled on the calendar. Um, sure, I'm not the only one that considered. Obviously, Hempstead's really, really good, but I think a lot of people have uh, have the same view that City High and Linmar are, are the top two teams in the MVC. Um, so this is a big duel at Linmar. And, you know, kind of a, a really good measuring stick for both programs coming out of the break, I think, anyway. Right. And you've got a couple of different polls. You have Linmar fifth and City High sixth and Linmar fourth and City High ninth. So you, the by the rankings, you would favor Linmar. Uh, but also obviously <clears throat> the rankings being so close, you know, City High, and we know how talented they are, especially at quite a number of their weights there. Uh, and and uh, it might, who knows, it, we get a rematch maybe of, uh, of the Donnybrook finals. Um, with uh, Arnold and, and Nocturne wrestling. So uh, that, yeah. I'm excited for that. That's already, I've been looking forward to that one for, <laughs> for a couple of weeks now. So, and uh, kind, of, kind of interesting, you know, uh, Arnold won that semifinal. Uh, I think might have had three takedowns in there. Um, but after, uh, after the Lamar West duel that we called on KCRG 9.2, um, asked, Dr. Born about, uh, you know, next time we'll be there, it'll be the city high duel. Um, and him getting another, another shot. And, you know, I just kind of said, yeah, those are the matches that you kind of look forward to. And, and was really comp complimentary of Gabe Arnold. Um, talked about how it was nice to have somebody like that, uh, to, to kind of have in the mix now because um, let's face it, he hasn't really been challenged since his freshman year when him and Ben Keeter were at the same weight. Um, you know, so he's got somebody in Gabe Arnold that's going to push him and uh, really be a challenge. Somebody that, you know, after losing to him at the, the Donnybrook, now Nakaborn is the chaser. He's, he's the one hunting instead of being the hunted. So um I, I think uh Nakaborn kind of takes that as a as a challenge and uh you know hopefully fingers crossed we get that uh we get that rematch in the duel here Thursday night. Right. And I'm not surprised to hear you say that that my contact with the Nakaborn boys has been you know really great good good guys and then also the Park brothers you know uh, also from the Lindmark mm -hmm. group and, uh, and, you know, all of the, the families out there, but those have been real fun to, to speak with the, uh, um, you know, as a coach, I kind of liked the being, I, I always call it, you know, the, the, you're, you're the chaser, but, but I call it the revenge factor, you know, that's sure. that, that motivation that when you step into the room each night, now you've got that motivation. I got to beat Arnold. I got to be whoever, you know, and uh, everyone has their person that they're chasing that they want to beat. And, and for Nocturne, that's Arnold. And I think for Arnold, he knows that that's probably the guy he needs to beat. So he's probably thinking the same. You know, I've got to hold my ground. So uh, we'll, we'll see. But I, that's, yeah, let's hope that happens. 
Um, one other thing of note, it'll be interesting. I haven't uh, uh, talked to Coach uh, Corey Connell yet, but I know Ben Keeter just recently, uh, I want to say might have even been last night, played in the Under Armour All-American game for football. Um, so uh, we'll, we'll see if he's back and is ready to go. Um, for the Lamar duel, I'm guessing he probably will be, um, you know, just because, you know, he's head and shoulders above most of the competition. He can just kind of, you know, step out of the stands and go if he really wanted to. And, <laughs> um, but we'll, we'll see if he's uh, back or if that, uh, the all American game is going to maybe keep him out until, until Saturday. Um, depending on his travels and, and stuff. Right. So uh, I have a question. Um, first of all, Keeter's probably got a couple of takedowns out on the field, so he's all right. That's yeah, all right. <laughs> I saw him chase down the quarterback once um, when the quarterback scrambled for a run and uh, Keeter came two-thirds across the field, halfway across the field, and and got the tackle. So There you go. So he's – He's in good. He, I don't have to worry about him. And then, secondly, uh, this is a question to you. What what is this? Is this like a showcase game or something? Like like you see perfect game in baseball and that sort of thing? Or what is, is this a? I think it's more of a, like a senior bowl type, uh, like what you have for college and senior bowl. You know, uh, state wise, maybe compare it to like a Shrine Bowl, something like that, where it's an invitation to come and. Uh, play an actual football game. <laughs> okay, and so here's what's happened. I'm guessing this is new for Iowa athletes because there used to be a rule if you're if you're in in a sport like football, if you're in football and that's your only sport you're ever going to play, you you could probably do it. But but if you're going to if you know, it's a football all star game or a wrestling all star game, and now you're going to go out for track or something like that, you can't do those all star meets and, until you're you're done with your track, I guess. It used to oh, be. Really? So that's, I, I don't think I've seen very many of those and maybe they've, I think they've eliminated that rule. So, um, or, or at least they've waxed on it. So. So, um, yeah, I, I guess I did. I didn't realize that. So. Um, Do you remember very many other football athletes playing in that game or a game like that? I'm try. I think maybe Tristan Wirfs did. Um, I don't think it was the Under Armour one, but I think I remember him going down to Texas to play. Um, now that might have been before he was actually out for wrestling, because if you remember, he wasn't out at the beginning of the season his senior year. Uh, he he kind of, I think he contemplated not wrestling just because he was like 320 you know he was bigger um but then decided to to get down and uh may not have been actually wrestling at the time he competed in that or played in that game that would make sense yeah okay. so, but that that would be the only other one maybe um oh he was a big football player and wrestler for Atlantic or Wal Walnut. Um, Bloom, Tyler Bloom, maybe? 
out in Western Iowa. Okay. May have been in the same same uh, situation, but other than that, I don't I don't know. So we'll see. Um, um, this first weekend of January, really kind of jump into tournaments. I know the Benton Community Tournament is Friday. Linmar has their annual duels, which uh, you talk about Linmar having City High on Thursday. And then you turn around and you've got that dual tournament, which includes Mount Vernon, who, you know, we mentioned, uh, you know, in the top five of class 2A. Um, so good, good tests out of the gate for, for Linmar here after the break with that MVC duel and then their own dual tournament on Saturday. Right. And then uh, we also have the uh, Ames Invitational that we went to for quite a few years, the, uh, the uh, I think Kennedy's there. Uh, there's a, a big tournament down in Atomo we used to go to. That's even bigger. Gosh, there's about 17 or 18 teams down there. I don't know that any oh, yeah. local teams are there. And then uh, um, Benton Community, as you said. So uh, mm-hmm. off the top of my head, those are the kind of the biggies. Uh, I'll, I'll be at Anamosa roughing a, a girls tournament there. So. And that's, a, that's another thing, too. Uh <laughs> heard from Anamosa, AD uh, Brett Jones. Uh, I think they have about 17 teams maybe slated for for Saturday up there. In a, um, and I know this was kind of big on, on uh, his end, that uh, that's being run just like a uh, – they're not doing the scramble. They're not doing the – bring as many wrestlers as you want. Uh, they're creating a competition that's going to resemble more like uh, the the Super Regionals um, where you have uh, uh, the, the weight brackets. Um, yeah, 17 teams there. Uh, Anamosa, Bettendorf, Cedar Falls, which Cedar Falls won the Battle of Waterloo. Uh, you've got Cedar Rapids, Jefferson there, uh, Center Point, Urbana, uh, Cuba City, uh, Wisconsin, Independence will be there, City High, Linmar, Mount Vernon, Midland, Central City, Pleasant Valley, Vinchelsburg, which has uh, two or three really strong individuals, and then Washington, Iowa. So that should be a great competition. And I, I like that they're doing that, and it's not a scramble or a round robin. Uh, second, and I'm glad they did those early on, first half of the season. And you know, it's the first year, so you let you know, let the girls kind of get the feel for it. You know, that's what you do at a lot of youth tournaments, and uh, you know, for the younger wrestlers. And then, but now it's second half of the season. It's it. I mean, they're we're a month out, I think, from regionals, aren't we? Uh, is it the uh, end of this month or the first? It's at of, the end of this month. It's, it's even uh, the 27th. Yeah. So. so so by the time they wrestle on the seventh, you're less than three weeks out from the regional meet, right? And then their state tournament is the next following week weekends. So, so I think they're doing state tournament. They're doing Thursday, Friday right. individual, and Saturday dual. Is that right? Yep. Yep. So yeah. So I mean, we're we're a month away from the state tournament for those girls. So yeah, they should be doing that tournament. I'm yep. I'm excited for that. That'd be fun. Yep, and then Anamosa then turns around and has a, a quadrangular on Monday. So 
Saturday and Monday, two big uh, uh, events for, for girls wrestling at Anamosa. Um, Anamosa will host uh, El Cater Central, Solon, and Linmar um, as well for, for a dual format. So you've got that, uh, you know, you've got the individual tournament on, on Saturday and then Monday, uh, the, the dual meet. Uh, format for them there too so uh two really good competitions up there as, as we mentioned just we're about three weeks away from the, the state qualifying meet four weeks away from the state tournament um the girls so the girls union announced that uh it's going to be releasing its uh postseason assignments they've released the host sites but they did not release the assignments for for teams at each regional yet that's supposed to be coming today um for those watching uh later um wednesday january 4th so um we're hoping that we might have them before we were finished with our podcast but uh they have not released those on social media yet so uh we can talk about that next week and just a reminder that there's four sites but there's going to be two regionals at each site so so there's there's going to be it's there's going to be eight sort of qualifiers one from each of the region or four from each of the regionals so so uh even though it's going to it's not going to be eight from from the same tournament it's like two separate tournaments there so it's kind of funny that in that respect but well, uh, they've got some pretty neat sites some some big big sites to be able to host those yeah the alliant uh, energy powerhouse here in cedar rapids uh, Luther College up in Decorah, the Iowa Event Center in Des Moines, and Tyson Center uh, in Sioux City. So, uh, and I think that's one of the reasons that's allowed them to to kind of split up into uh, uh, to kind of get away from the super regionals and have eight uh, regionals because they had venues that were big enough, mm-hmm. you know, to to kind of host that and kind of split those into two tournaments at each place. So well, that was a luxury. They don't have to go out and find other other sites uh, to host. Yeah, so good good on their part for having those. But, you know, uh, two two sets of kudos. One, kudos to the girls and their families for, for uh, joining the sport of wrestling. And then secondly, kudos for the union and the, and the, the uh, people running it at the union to, to say, hey, we need to have more qualifiers. This is growing bigger than we even thought it might. So mm-hmm. good on that. You know, that's, that's really nice. It's exciting. Yep. And uh, uh, like you said, we'll, uh, we could talk about the, the postseason assignments uh, next week um, when, that, uh, when that's out. Uh, as well but even even the coaches and ad's are still kind of waiting uh i was in talking to a couple coaches that saying hey did they give you a heads up early or anything they're like no we're still patiently waiting too so um you know but it's gonna it's gonna go quick man it's uh uh you know we got uh regional duels and uh they're girls qualifiers before the end of the month. And then, you know, even at the end of that week, you're going to be done with uh, girls state and state duels. So a little fast. Okay. Now, 
JJ, you gave me a, an assignment. You gave me some homework. Yeah. Before we started, so we better get to that. Huh? Yeah, let's close out with uh, kind of our midseason awards. I saw Jeff Blinder kind of do that for uh, girls basketball, so why not? Um, first off, let's start. Uh, well, let's start out with your uh, kind of your midseason MVP or, or midseason wrestler of the year. Okay, so when you when you said this, you didn't really say anything other than that. So I'm assuming it's like our area. But I, I so I, I kind of did it for our area, maybe, and not just statewide. But mm -hmm. uh, any, anyway, so I mean, wrestler of the year is a no brainer. I mean, it's just, I mean, you know, if you went to this to the runner up, now you've got some questions. But in my opinion, <laughs> it's Ben Keeter. He's he's wrestled 15 matches, had no forfeits. That kudos to the teams wrestling, and and he's had 14 pins and one technical fall, and he's a Donnie Burke champ. And that technical fall was in the finals of the Donnybrook, if I remember right. And uh, so, really? so I mean, to me, I mean, it's 15 and 0, 14 pins and one technical fall. It's Ben Keeter for me. Um, for me, I'm in the kind of in the same boat, except a uh, different person, different passenger in that boat. I'm going to go with Gabe Arnold. Oh, his teammate. There you go. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, look at what he's done. And of course, the win over. Uh, Tate Nakaborn. Um, you know, I, I think you could go either way with uh, uh, with, with those two. Um, definitely, uh, um, you know, great great results uh, so far this year, and and they're a pretty uh, pretty good tandem. Right, good solid choice there. I would agree. Yep. And one other thing too, I want to kind of mention. Uh, you mentioned the, the parks. We're talking about City High right now. Um, one of the other marquee matchups uh, Thursday with City High is going to be at 126. We mm -hmm. talked about Arnold and Nakaborn, but Park and Kurtz, um, those two have had some really tight battles. Um, that's going to be, uh, I, I think, kind of a 1A, 1B with uh, Nakaborn Arnold as far as um, – kind of highlight matches uh on thursday so sorry just had to backtrack there um really quick um what about team of the year the, is that is that the one i mentioned i can't remember it was mvp team of the year and coach of the year right right early on so, so i broke it down to 1a 2a 3a otherwise you know i didn't know if you wanted just one team or one over uh, so for, How me, do you want to do for, for me 1a Again, boy, that's probably the toughest of the three. Uh, so uh, certainly in our area, but I had to go with, I had to go with Albert even though Wilton is right there on their heels. Um, so, but I, I actually went with Albert on this one and with honorable mention, I guess, to Wilton. <laughs> and then in, in 2A, uh, Mount Vernon was my pick in 2A. Obviously Osage is the team, but that's mm -hmm. kind of statewide, not our area. And then, uh, and then in 3A in our area, it's the winner of tomorrow's meet. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a good way to, that's a good way to hedge your bet on, on that one. Uh, no, I, I couldn't agree. Uh, I couldn't agree more. Um, seeing, uh, seeing what Albert has done here, uh, to start things off, um, 
they've been fantastic and they probably get my vote overall. Um, just, you know, you knew what you're going to get from Linmar and city high. Um, well, that's no surprise. Mount Vernon's the only other one that, you know, boy, at the start of the season, if you would have told me, you know, they'd be fourth, fifth or whatever. And, Russell as well as they have, you know, they, they dropped a, a close duel, fairly close duel, I think, um, to West Delaware. Um, but other than that, they've they've been really good. We got to see them against Clear Creek of Mana, um, watch them win their home tournament. Uh, those two teams, uh, Mount Vernon and Alvernet, really have uh, kind of caught my eye. Uh, and the reason why – Go with Albert for team of the year, just because coach of the year go a little bit of a different direction with the other team I mentioned. Um, you know, you, you got to like what Vance Light has assembled and what he's been able to get out of the Mustangs uh, so far this year. So, so you, that was your coach? Um, yeah, I but I butted in line and budgeted ahead <laughs> and okay. So, so my coach of the year. Again, <laughs> it's it's the I went with Clayton Rush, Alburnett, with honorable mention to Gabe Orr at, at Wilton. So in his staff, their staffs, and uh, I just like what Alburnett's done. I like what Wilton's done. If I had to pick the state coach of the year, I got to go with Brett Jennings, Osage. Right now they're they're cooking, but but uh, in our area, I just I went with Clayton Rush. So no, I well well deserved choices. So far, and it'll be interesting to follow those programs as we kind of get along with the season now that we're on the backside of the holiday break. So it's gonna it's gonna accelerate even more than normal now with kind of the different, uh, you know, the little bit of a different schedule. You know, when you think about, uh, you know there being six weeks of the season, you think, oh, well, there's that one week that's kind of off or, or that kind of slows down before the postseason actually gets rolling. Uh, but now with sectionals gone, you go right from girls' state to state duels to districts the next, uh, uh, the next week, and, and you really have six, six and a half weeks, and that's it. Right. And, and for – I, I always noticed, which is why I kept an open weekend in mid-January. I always call it the kind of the January blues. <clears throat> the season's, it's, I think it's long, particularly when you throw in Thanksgiving break, Christmas break, and then, you know, now you come, you get, come out of the holidays and you've got that big chunk. And so it, I kind of, I always left that open so that we could kind of regroup and, you know, just have a, let the wrestlers have a day off. You know, we'd, we'd, we would uh, do a, a practice and, and then uh, run the help help run the junior varsity tournament and, and you know go to breakfast and that sort of thing. do you know do kind of fun things like that. But you didn't have to compete. You didn't have to get down to weight. You just you know you just had the weekend off. And, and so that, with that six and a half weeks, that kind of I, I always th think it helped a lot. But yeah. you know it's but for the girls, different story. They're shooting three and a half weeks, you know, till state tournament. So yeah, it's different for them. The one thing about January. You know, you're on the other side of the break. It just seems so long when you're in the season, right? For the outsiders, we're like, oh, my gosh, you only have four weeks and stuff. But those kids, like you said, 
those can be that could be a draining long four to five weeks um for the guys that are actually training and competing and and stuff that are in the middle of it the one thing that i always used to this is on when i was at college at storm lake the one thing that you know those Januarys could get kind of long there as well. But the one thing that always used to kind of change, you know, of course it would coincide with the way Baxter would have us not necessarily tapering off, but you know how practice towards the end of the season turns more of shorter practices, maybe a little bit more intense um, as far as you get, just kind of get right into it, you know, um, it's not as long. There's not a lot of instruction. You know, if you don't have your shape by the time February comes around, you're not going to have your <laughs> conditioning anyway. So it's just a, a lot more shorter, um, you know, and, and right to it. Right. So you're getting out of practice a little bit earlier. The one thing that always used to be different is when like February would roll around and you'd come out of the field house at Storm Lake there'd still be sun daylight. Yeah. There'd still be daylight. And it's weird how stuff like that really kind of changes your mentality a little bit because you come out and it's like, Oh my God, it's not pitch black and it's not freezing cold. And you kind of get that second win or you kind of get re-energized a little bit. January, like we mentioned, you know, it's, it's awesome that you guys kind of took that break to kind of break that up a little bit. Because January can be a tough, tough month on wrestlers, man. Particularly if you're mentally, yeah, mentally, and particularly if you're not <clears throat> having success. I mean, the elite wrestlers that are, you know, even they get tired and it gets long for them. But if you're not the one winning, if you're the, you know, and every team has that middle and then you know bottom type wrestlers that. It's a really long time. You're going, when's the season over? I'm not having any fun. I don't get my hand raised and I get beat up all the time. And, you know, so, so for those guys, it's really, it's even more of a grind. So you said you were going to be uh, officiating at uh, Anamosa for the, the girls tournament on Saturday. Um, we'll both be at uh, Linmar and City High at Linmar. Uh, on Thursday, calling that duel uh, with our buddy Aaron Rooney um, at KCRG 9.2. Um, you can look for my uh, uh, stories at the Gazette online after that. Saturday, I'm still up in the air. Um, not sure if I'll go to Anamosa. I might go to Linmar. Uh, Benton's always been one of my favorites. I'm probably going to end up uh, there, but we'll, we'll see. And uh, you can... Uh, follow my coverage at uh, thegazette.com as well. Uh, Coach, before we tie things up here for the first one of 2023, any uh, any words of uh, wisdom or last thoughts? Well, let's get back on the mat for the high school kids, and and uh, I'm going to keep my eye on the national duels at the lower levels. And, uh, <coughs> yeah, so here we go. All right. Well, thanks again for tuning in uh, with the new year. Hope you had – a great holiday, and uh, uh, you're sticking to your resolutions here for 2023. Uh, for Dick Briggs, I'm KJ Pilcher. Thanks for watching, and Coach, send us out with our uh, tribute to our 
late friend White Schultz. Let's keep wrestling on the move. Get a daily update from the Gazette with our daily news podcast. Add it to your podcast player or your Alexa-friendly device to get a bite-sized local news update each day. Check it out at thegazette.com slash podcasts.